Hey, this is Joseph Zala and this is Grits and Grits, a weekly discussion with restaurant and beverage industry designers and professionals on all things creative. Thanks for tuning in. All right, everyone. Today I have Sir Dennis Malcolm Byron, but belovedly known as Ale Sharpton, a beer guru here in Atlanta, or we could say worldwide, not even yes. on television. I mean, you're... You're the second Mr. Worldwide. I appreciate that. Yeah, sorry, Pitbull. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. 404, he can keep 305. I'll take that, I'll take that. Uh, so why don't you tell us, man, what's, what's your day like? What do you do? I mean, I know who you are. You're always cruising for that bruising. Um, <laughs> yeah. But why don't you tell the, the listeners? Yeah, cruising for bruising is a tagline I created, and um, it's B-R-E-W-S-I-N. And uh, it really is literally what I do. I go uh, looking for ways to spread the gospel on beer. Um and I have a blog, and I um, write for a lot of magazines nationwide and websites, and host beer dinners, man, review cars, anything that's cool I try to involve myself mm-hmm. in. I produce art shows for artists around the nation, oh, nice. uh, do murals, all kind of cool stuff, man. So I just like living life, and I love my job because I created it. Yeah, yeah, I mean... I think a lot of people were doing it. You found a way to get paid to do it. Yep, yep. The hustle's real, though. That's, That's every day. You know, clocking out at 5 o'clock, though, so. Wait, what'd you say the new name is? Hustle Simmons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my AKA joint. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, but I love being called L. That's cool with me, man. Yeah, man. That's awesome. When I when I get, um, when people talk to me, they, they get excited, you know, when I say design restaurants and restaurant brands, like, Oh man, that's awesome! I'm like, well, I don't get to sit in them. Right. I mean, I just, right. uh, once I just done, make them pretty. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Once once I'm done, no one wants to talk to well, me. Well, you anymore. do a fantastic job. Man. Oh, yeah, your stuff you. is crazy. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Uh, so last month, um, we talked with uh, Michael Gurevich. We both worked with him. You mm-hmm. you helped introduce the craft beer lineup, I think, um, mm-hmm. when he launched that. And Michael has just closed Seven Hands, so that's always a little bit heartbreaking. Oh, man. You know, mm-hmm. for. Even me as the the creator and our team right. as the creator of the brand, it's like oh, it's like watching your uh, uh, I don't want to say your child pass, right. but because that's not like that. But it's like um, your baby grow up and do yeah. other things. It's like when someone steals your bike, you know, you're like, oh man, <laughs> I don't have that bike no more. Yeah, well, we did some cool stuff with them, man. We did some, yeah, yeah. yeah it was really cool, man, working with him, fun. and he had a great concept. So I'm sure he'll be doing some other cool stuff. Yeah, man. I hope he uh, hope he finds that path. It's uh, it's a shame when you're trying to pioneer stuff. Um, in in any vertical, and you know, schnitzel is God. People still don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, even in New York, where you have a high uh, foreign population that has already been introduced to it in some way, they still don't know what it is. Yeah. So it's interesting. Uh, but what's interesting about you know the beer world and the craft beer world is that, despite it being so saturated, it still seems like there's a lot of innovation yeah. happening with the design of of the way craft breweries look and um, how they interact on social media and it's a new world it's yeah. not like even 10 years ago like where you launched a brewery and probably no one heard about it until word got out now it's like you're on social and it's yep. instant I mean so what do you think the convergence of design thinking and social media has really done for the for the industry I love design so I appreciate the, the from the beer labels to uh, the word getting around it's very although beer is all over the world it's kind of a close circle where mm-hmm. everyone you know it's a networking kind of situation where everyone uh, lets each other know right away through social media and stuff like that like oh wow here's mm-hmm. and it goes to oh here's a new label here it is before it comes out fucking like five yeah. months later 
Um, and it can taste like hell, but the label's right. awesome. The label's crazy. <laughs> so you'll get your T-shirts it. and all that. And it's it, the innovation's growing, man. And yeah. Even the style of the breweries, which you can appreciate, that industrially chic mm-hmm. kind of look. Um, I went to one service in Savannah, and their spot is Their crazy. beer is good, too. Yeah. They have a yeah, great yeah. look. Um, I'm going to pop a bottle. Just, no, I brought you need a little to. man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I like to be in the moment, so I'm going to pour a beer Absolutely. while we're talking. This is a... Dogfish head pumpkin and ale, man. Oh, it's, and it's the season. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's stone IPA. So, well, I'm a friend. I'm a fine, uh, fine lover of stone IPA. And uh, I mean, as that? you heard, Mitch, Mitch, uh, Mitch Steele is coming. Oh, word. To town, yep, that's crazy. Uh-huh. So that's gonna be a lot of fun too. Um, yeah, but service brewing is great. I think you know what really jumped out. Thanks, mate. Yeah. What jumped out uh, to me about the can design. I mean, that that icon of their logo, which mm. is the, like the chalice with the wings and the. Uh, um, you know, just a simple color palette. Cheers. Ah, salute. Don't mind us, y'all. We're drinking. Right on. <laughs> um, but it really jumps off the shelves compared mm-hmm. to um those classic styles. Like we're looking at Dogfish Head, and I love their, I love their uh their beer, especially their their ninety minute. Um, and that's what the pumpkin. and they redesign stuff. Yeah, they they yeah. Re- redesigned all their labels and stuff. So yep. that's kind of cool. Has some great illustration work. I'll have to find who did the illustration and post a link. Um, I remember seeing it online. But what's interesting though is a lot of them tend to have a very similar look when you line them up. Mm. It has you know heavy illustration. You have logo. You have you know some text on the sides. That's your standard issue beer label. Yeah. But places like uh, uh, Service, mm-hmm. I think, has broken that mold a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then recently, Wild Heaven. Yeah. You know, um, Wild Heaven Brewery. Uh, whether you're a fan of their beer or not, I, I happen to be. I think um, just shattered the mold with emergency drinking beer. Yeah. And now their Wise Blood and their Blackbird. It's just a completely different look for beer cans. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? I'm I mean, loving the canning um, revolution that's kind of happened. I'm yeah. saying revolution because it's a revolution in the, in the craft beer world. Uh, where there are only a couple doing it for a while. Um, mm-hmm. Some of them the best, like Alchemist uh, did some great stuff with their IPA up in Vermont. Uh, Hetty Topper, so they were one of the few that were proud, proud and pridefully using cans. Mm-hmm. But cans now is being a lot more appreciated, and that stigma of them being cheap beer in cans is not happening anymore. Technology has improved the canning, so there's no mm-hmm. metallic flavors. It's not cheap anymore, and um, it's it's more for the better for the environment, um, easier to store, um, less breakage. Which means you, you can know, take it on block the river. in the light, take it on the river. Exactly. No, that's the big <laughs> thing about it. Beach. You can take it on the beach. You know, no glass makes sense. Or mm-hmm. by pools. So all these crap beers now are in cans, and I'm loving it. Um, honestly, a lot of times it tastes better, especially IPAs when they're in cans. Um, it just kind of holds that freshness, freshness a little more. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of Ballast Point's um, Grapefruit Sculpin. Mm-hmm. I actually like it better in a can. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, don't drink out of bottles and cans, y'all, if you can, <laughs> if you can help it. Because beer is supposed to be the most aromatic possible. So you pour them in special glassware mm-hmm. and you get the aromas and everything and I really appreciate it. But the cans themselves as vessels are really dope. Yeah. Unless, it, unless it's a Heineken or a Corona, in which case you yeah. don't want to smell that beer. Yeah. <laughs> you just want to get it in as fast as possible. Good point there. Good point. Good point. Good point. <laughs> um, but speaking of which, what's really funny is like, you know, the whole Corona aspect. I think what's, what's interesting about beer marketing and advertising of today yep. is... Some of the smarter brands have really started latching on to you're not selling the the, the suds, mm-hmm. as it were. You're selling the um, the persona, the emotion mm-hmm. behind it. And I think yep. Corona's done a great job of that. I mean, screw the beer. It's only shown on a, on a beach. Yeah. 
I'm like, I don't care. I don't care where I am. I see that. I'm like, uh, I don't yeah. care about the Corona so much. I want to yeah. be on that beach. Yeah. But and I'll take a Corona to get there if that's what, what it takes. They have good marketing. Um, some of their people and their commercials are hella annoying, though. Of what sure. they're trying to do. kind of drives yeah. me nuts. But, um, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. No, they, they paint it right. This mm-hmm. is the beer to have when you're in paradise. And I get it. You know? Well, when you're seeing it, too, with the, the big guys, the um, dare we tread on that. Um, oh, yeah, they're starting to realize, you know, or they, they realize and they're starting to alter it to a, it's no longer the half-naked women party scene, yeah. you know, um, they're starting to, to align with the health scene, which I think is really, it's it's a, it's a, sh- it's a shot, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I, I don't mind a beer, like a Michelob Ultra after a run, yeah. uh, says the guy who hasn't ran in like four months, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> But you know, I don't know if that's necessarily where I would align my my beer brand. And I think what's interesting too, um, actually, I'm finishing up an article that's kind of on this um, for a publication. I can't say yet. Okay. But um, you know, the craft beer world, I feel like almost has taken us back a step mm. in that it's such a good old boys feel, and um, although it's craft, it's so masculine, and so these big guys are starting to say, okay, wait, we have women drinkers out there. Let's talk to them. But besides Goza's. It's it's really a male dominated industry again. Um, so it's like we you know it took one step forward, two steps back. I I think women are they're starting to be more um, targeted, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of flavors where um, framboise and, and different styles like that are really where they're opening up to, and there's saisons and mm-hmm. but women there are a lot of women I know have like IPAs, and it's just more about about awareness. Women yeah. and minorities, for that matter. Sure. And about really um, education and, and exposure. Right. So, um, you know, women are starting to brew a lot, too, man. It's, it's really cool. We have, like, three brewers here in Atlanta alone now, yeah. four females, which I really love. So it's getting there. Mm-hmm. At one point, yeah, they're doing the, you know, the big guys can have that light bullshit because mm-hmm. beer shouldn't be light, right. in my opinion. You're supposed to really enjoy it the way it is. It's just about the amount of consumption. And people think beers give you beer bellies, but I think that is a misconception in a lot of ways because people get beer bellies from the bullshit they eat alongside beers. Sure, yeah. And the fact that they do drink out of bottles and cans, all the gases don't get a chance to escape. They go in your stomach. Mm-hmm. So people complain of being bloated or saying their stomach just feels, uh. Really think about it. You pour the beer and enjoy it the way it's supposed to be enjoyed. And in moderation, you're straighter than 6 o'clock. Yeah. It's, um... I agree. I think, you know, talking about the beer belly, that, that's what really made Miller Lite take off was the taste great, less mm-hmm. filling. Mm-hmm. Um, what's also interesting and funny at the same time is we knock light beer. It's really hard to brew. Mm-hmm. Like it's, oh, it's, it's crazy. tough to no, brew a, lo- a good lager and a light lager mm-hmm. alongside it. It's a tough beer to brew, and there's almost a respect for it because um, these big guys do it with such, uh, you know, machinery. Um, like the mechanics, like and, and they can replicate it. Yeah, and that, that's amazing to me because there's a lot of craft brewers where their consistency is terrible. Um, oh. you know, the can you open today yeah. is not the can you open tomorrow, mm-hmm. and that's a problem. And I think it stems from maybe you know underfunding or just yeah. a hobby that's going out of control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> somehow yeah. got yeah. money and they don't get it. Right, right. Um, but moving back into like the marketing of it, I think what's great is females are. Um, taking hold of the actual, of one side of it, but the look of it is still so incredibly man, man, man. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think Trogues is a, is a brewery up north. I don't know if you've had it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. My favorite. Trogues makes some good stuff. Yeah. And they changed, they the rebranded. The fresh squeezed IPA. Yeah. 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 The perpetual fantastic. IPA is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
but they rebranded and they have a very, <clears throat> they have a softer look than they did in the past. They had mm. a quintessential craft beer look, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they've moved forward. And um, <clears throat> I think that move has been smart. And then you look at some like Creature Comforts that has a, it's just a good look. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's pants. It's not manny. Like, it's not woman yeah. style. It's not, you know, overly aggressive on um, the masculine side. Uh, they do some of the best branding. Yeah. I love branding. I studied marketing in yeah. school. Um, I went to Cornell and I loved marketing. And of course, my, my logo itself is something that people are like, oh, like, they recognize it right away. Yeah. And that's what, you know, um, is very important. Um, when I first uh, came here, I created a. Uh, my name was Justin Case, was my first oh, write, writing name. <laughs> and I had my logo was a black Barney from The Simpsons because he always drank beer and shit. So, and he had like a little fro and he's just sitting yeah. there chilling. But uh, yeah, I graduated to Ale Sharpton. But my point is that um, the design is so important, man. I look at all those. There's one that just came here called Burial that we just mm. now have in Georgia, and their stuff is crazy. They're like B-U-R-I-L? B-U-R-I-L. A-L. And they're out of Asheville. Awesome okay. brews. And uh, you got to just see their art. They're on some Pink Floyd slash mm-hmm. Slayer crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Nah, they really do a great job. So um, look at their, um, what is it called, Prism uh, can? Bananas. Okay. Yeah, they have some really cool stuff, man. It's a, it's a double IPA. Well, and I think what's great is, like, you know, design it now. I think... Back in the day, it was, you know, get an illustrator, make something nice, put it on a bottle, but who, honestly, let's not spend a lot of time on it, but now in this social world, it's so important because you're going to have people taking selfies with it, you're going to launch it before you actually launch the beer, it has to do so much more now, and um, it's, I think it's even tougher though because we tend to like the things that make us comfortable, when it's your brand, you know, so you said you use Barney, well, you're comfortable with it, you're like, oh, that looks good, you didn't draw your own, right, Right. I just kind of played on it, but yeah. yeah. You know, not, that's not a jab. It's just like, you oh, know, absolutely. Like, it no. looks good to you yeah, because, like, you you know it, you've seen it. Mm-hmm. And I think we get into that a lot when we're talking about um, beer label design and everything else. Like, you tend to lean towards what you know, and all that's going to create is this new, like, the, the same old. You know, you're going to blend right in. And this, what are we at now? Like, 4,500 plus beers in. No, it's crazy. Or, uh, brand, or breweries or whatever. And the smart thing about it, and another reason why the labels are coming so much more inventive, is just because. Beer is blowing the fuck up. Yeah. So when you go into a store to shop, they're like, yo, we got to catch their eye. Because mm-hmm. some people might not know shit about the beer, but they know it's like the new thing now. So they're going to, what are they going to use? Yeah. They're going to they're gonna look on their phone and go through each beer and kind of look at the labels and stop and then read them and say, oh, okay, I yeah. need to grab that. So a lot of that is really to grab the novices in the industry and kind of, um, you know, bring them in that way as well. So it's very creative. And I love how to use a lot of street artists um, mm-hmm. and give them opportunities uh, to make their labels or canvases. Well, it's like a split EP, right? I mean, uh, I don't know if you're back from the music scene, but when I played the rock and roll, the heavy metal, uh-huh. um, you know, when you wanted to get your new stuff out or you were a band starting out, mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, you could just launch it and hope and tell all your friends to tell all their friends, blah, 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 you know. Um, but if you do did a split EP... Well, now all your friends are going to hear the other brand bands, and their friends are going to hear yeah. you, and you kind of like start to cross pollinate. So I think it's the same thing with Absolutely. a good artist that has a following. Cross marketing. You know, look at uh, I guess the most, the most famous one that has used an artist would be, um, uh, not Dogfish Head. What's the uh, what's the one in Frederick, Maryland? Um, oh, Heavy Seas. Oh no, you. Oh, I know you talk Flying Dog. Flying Dog. Flying uh-huh. Dog. Yeah. yeah. So they. Uh, what's his face? Uh, Shepherd or no, not Shepherd Fairy. It's a. Uh, Anyway, I'll look yeah, at their artists is all over the place. So, he, but it's the guy from uh, Fear and Loathing Las Vegas, mm-hmm. the guy who did all Hunter S. Tom- Thompson's uh, artwork. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a look, you know. Yeah. You, I mean, for that, especially for the generation I think above us, yeah, 
they know that. Yep. And um, it's smart. And that reads well on social, too. Absolutely. Um, so what what do you think, uh, what trends do you see coming down the pike? Um, I think it's a good question. Well, like, one of the ones, yeah, I think we did briefly discussed was the, the um, inclusion of, of females yeah. in the industry. I think it's very important. Um, and minorities. Um, you said minorities. Yeah, I know if you want to get I, my I, family on board, you just got to do those ponies. Because the oh. board is panic. They love the ponies, man. <laughs> Word up. I've heard of ponies, man. Damn, that's crazy. It makes yeah, your hands I mean, look huge. Uh, that's my whole... Uh, right. That's my whole thing, man. Um, Part of my reason for doing this and passion behind it is teaching people and people who might not know a lot about beer. I just yeah. did a, a beer tasting for a law firm and a lot of them didn't know shit about beer. And I wow. love that. Now, I had seven different beers from the taste and explain the different things of what the hell an IPA really means and... Mm-hmm. So it's about education and, um, like, again, exposure to beers. And so those trends are starting to pick up. Um, I'm in Ebony Magazine as we speak mm-hmm. right now and talking about beer. Like, Ebony is, when do they talk about beer or yeah. Jet Magazine? So it's really cool, man. It's starting to, the eyes are starting to open. So the, another, to answer your question, another one of the trends is just more of a diverse audience to mm-hmm. sip and yeah. appreciate it. More restaurants as a trend to have a doper beer list instead of yeah. saying, when they ask them what a beer is in some restaurants and they start with Bud, Bud Light, I'm like, fuck. Yeah, you're like, oh, I'm in the wrong restaurant. Yeah. It's, it's a wrap, you know? Why am I in Applebee's Hopefully again? they have 420. Right. <laughs> so hopefully they have 420 or something like that. So yeah. um, at, at least that. And Sweetwater is such a presence that, that I sometimes look out if the beer list sucks. But, yeah. Uh, um, Sweetwater is a brewery here in Atlanta, and 420 is, uh, I would say that's their that's their defining. That is their beer. shit. Yeah. That's... Um, it's all over. It's a pale ale. It's actually really well done. I put um, it up against, honestly, Sam Adams. Mm-hmm. I know for a long time they were contract yeah. brewers, but... Uh, May still be, for all I know. Yeah. But I love their Boston Lager, mm-hmm. and I think it drinks very similar, um, believe it or not. <laughs> I can tell you about that Boston Lager, man. That's the only beer I can drink on the plane in, for Delta. And I've been trying <laughs> to get Delta to step their game up. I'm emailing them, like, no, yo, they, let me do your beer list, please. They have Sweetwater 420 now. Yeah, only going to, like, LaGuardia or some shit. Oh, you can't okay. get it. Like, I had it back coming back from Paris, so I was like, oh, oh well, there you I've go. been going for three weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to taste so, home. I don't know. For some reason, you can't get it other than, hmm. like, that route or one other one. But yeah. it's 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 a movement. But Boston Lager, yes, is very solid, and, and that's one of the pioneers of the craft beer movement. So shout out to them. Yeah. I think, um, I think we're going to see some... Some failures happening soon. Yeah, the bubble, unfortunately, is going to burst. Uh, and people are going to be like, the ones that are going to survive are the ones that make good beer. Yep. There's a lot of bullshit out there, but well, I don't shit on people. Business. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, don't, I, don't, I mean, there's some bad beers out there. Oh, there I mean, let's not get it twisted. List them, but but yeah. No, no, not at all. I, that's one thing I don't do. I only talk about what's good. Because it's so hard to make a beer, as mm-hmm. you had said earlier, and, and put it out there. And I, I see the blood, sweat, and tears. But... Um, as sooner or later, those ones are going to fall by the wayside, and only the strong and dope beers will survive. Yeah. Good luck to everybody, and keep going until that bubble does. Keep fighting, man. Yeah. It doesn't have to burst. Though. No, it doesn't. Yeah. No, keep it going. Like, Atlanta's crazy. Atlanta's one of the dopest uh, beer cities uh, in the nation, in my opinion. Yeah, and what's interesting, because our, 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 uh, the Georgia laws are terrible. Yeah, we, absolutely we're terrible. the last state that won't allow breweries to sell out of their brewery. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But we, ha- I mean, we've lost a lot of money on it. I think that's raised some eyebrows within um, the legislation. Like, mm-hmm. oh wait, we've lost money and jobs yep. to just our brothers up north yep. in a small town called Asheville that yep. can barely hold. There's more breweries there than there are people. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and absolutely, and so be it. Like, so I think they're starting to listen, um, which is good. And they gotta get their government straight, but they're working on it. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of places need to get their groceries. <laughs> right, right, right. right. Um, but I think uh, I, I agree that I think the bubble's going to burst, but it's I agree that it's make sure your suds are top. Uh-huh. But it's it's not just like that it's good, but consistent. Yeah. You know, like oh, the can you huge. open tomorrow should be the can you open in five months. It yeah. should taste the same. And, and I think that's where a lot of these passion people have dropped the ball. Yeah. You know, and that's, if you're going to survive, you got to nail the consistency and the business side mm-hmm. of it. And that's something you see in the creative field. It's mm-hmm. something you see in the restaurant field where you have passion driven, but complete idiots when it comes to business. Yeah. You know, and you're like, ugh. Mm-hmm. You know, it's easy to look on the outside looking in, but, right. um, I think those are going to be the key factors that really separate the men from the boys, to use an old adage. Absolutely. Um, yeah, you're in a business with restaurants. Don't you hate when you strongly recommend something? Like, yo, you got to go to this spot. For mm-hmm. This salmon is fucking fantastic. Right. And then you go, like, a couple months later, you're like, oh, word, what y'all do? <laughs> like, what happened? Go fast it's salmon. a piece of rubber. <laughs> <laughs> like, this shit is frozen, obviously, now. Y'all cutting yeah. corners and just skin on my oh. shit. Like, what's good, you know? So. Yeah, that was one of How the... How about one more beer? Let's do one more, All man. Right, cool. This is the Stone IPA, man, and we're going to get our chill on. Yeah, this stuff is good. Stone, yeah. Stone that IPA started, like, re- re- resurrected IPAs. Mm. You know, and, and the it's guy who brewed style. it is, he wrote the book on it. Yeah. Literally wrote the book on making IPAs. Great guy. And he'll probably listen to this at some point because I'll tell him about it. Yeah, yeah. so he sent it to us. Shout coming. out. Thanks for coming to the A. Yes. And um, I'll be interviewing him soon. Oh, really? Yeah, nice. Yeah. 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 Uh, Mitch Steele, man. Um, Pioneer. So good. Him and um, his other two gents, they're also great guys. Uh, they have a lot of knowledge and a lot of passion. Mm-hmm. And I think... Um, them coming here just adds fuel to the fire uh, with guys like Wild Heaven and Monday Night and Sweetwater and uh, Creature Comforts and some of these bigger players that are taken off to help in, in inflict that change. Absolutely. You know, that, that needs to happen here. I mean, we're, we're, we're kind of at the mercy of, like, the Bible Belt still. Yeah. That's really what it is, but let them drink beer, man. St. Augustine drink beer. Absolutely. Yeah, man, shit. You I know, mean, let it happen. <laughs> Um, and they're becoming a lot more experimental. Uh, thank you also to Orpheus and, and Three yeah. Taverns with the, bringing the Belgian influence here. Um, there's just so many great breweries. And then the pubs themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, my boy Chase Menlin is about to put out his new brewery. He's from Twain's. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm excited. I, it's going to keep going. And Atlanta, don't stop supporting. And the nation, don't stop supporting the beer scenes uh, around uh, this country. Yeah. Go local, stay local. Absolutely. I mean, you're gonna get the best stuff from the local, from the local guys, and they're there, man. You know, I find it's like the same thing when I used to play in a band. Not, I'm not, I'm not Uncle Rico. I'm not living in the past, but, um, but playing in a band, it was like, you know, our friends wouldn't come out one one of the weekends. Yeah. It's like you're gonna miss us when we're gone. Mm. You know, and it's mm. like you know, oh, you didn't come out this weekend. Yeah. You didn't come out next weekend. And then, and then we break up and we don't play anymore. And you're like, oh, I wish you guys were playing. It's like, oh, that's funny because like, those 10 times you didn't show up. You didn't care then. What did you play? What, what, what I played you? bass. Sure. Yeah. Right up. All right, let me ask you a quick question. I know yeah. you, you're the one interviewing. Topsy Turvy. Uh, what, what, uh, who's the best bassist ever? Oh, man. Uh, Victor Wooten, hands down. Mm. Victor Wooten is... I, I could watch that guy play bass just all day long. The things he does on that thing is... Gotcha. I watched him. So he... he he was, I think he made his name uh, with Bela Fleck and the Flecktones. I don't know if you heard mm-hmm, of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, Bela Fleck is amazing. You know, and they have Future Man, which is the percussionist that does all kinds of, I don't know what he's doing back there, but it's amazing. Right. Like, he has things. You right. know, I don't think it's a drum set. 
Um, and I saw them play back when I lived in Pennsylvania, and Victor Wooten comes out for his like his cameo, his solo, and it's it's amazing. You know, he's slapping, he's popping, he's sweeping, he's doing these things. And I'm like, that's just I'm never gonna be that good. Not that I quit. I didn't quit because of that. I, I just ran out of time and. I don't want to be married to three other dudes. I hear you. So, so he's playing this bass, you know, he's doing his thing, and he's, you know, escalating. He has, like, this nice roller coaster of groove going on. And then the stagehands come out, and they set up this thing, and you know, this uh, stand in front of him. I'm going, man, what are they doing? And then, boom, they put a bass on it. I'm like, okay, he's going to flip basses because yeah. he wants to get, like, a six-string thing going on. And I'm looking at it, and then he just, like, he kind of breaks down his groove, and he just has, like, a percussion going reaches out his hand, so he's, he's playing percussion on the bass that he's holding, reaches out with his other hand, and starts hammering on the other bass. And so he goes, like, and then with this hand, he goes, he starts call and response by himself with two oh, basses. Crazy. And then he breaks it down to do it at the same time, like running. And I'm like, I quit. I'm done. <laughs> That's a I need to find something else, because this guy just... Head, head explosion, man. So Victor Wooten. What about you? Who do you I'm gonna look him best? up, man. I'm gonna look great. him up. Yeah. Um, I like um, Carter in the jazz industry, actually. Mm-hmm. Ron Carter. Mm-hmm. Um, just because he just his his working with, and I know it's upright bass. We're not talking the same thing, but in Ooh, gen- general, bass, though, bass. Uh, yeah, he <laughs> um and working with Tribe Called Quest on that second album was just he he was part of one of the best albums ever created, and yeah. that made me just go to his music and go from there. That's how Wynton Marsalis was, too. Not a bass player, but a trump, mm-hmm. trumpet player. Yeah. Um, he played on, I don't know if you ever heard of Clutch. Uh, one of my favorite bands. Oh, word. Okay. No, yeah, school me on some stuff. Dude. Yeah. I'm a hip-hop <laughs> jazz head, and I'm definitely open to learn about other bands. Well, so Clutch is kind of like, uh, I don't know how I want to describe them. They're kind of like southern-flavored, southern heavy rock and roll. Hmm. And so on that, I think it was like their third album. At, are they kind of um, Black Crow-ish? Heavier. Okay. Heavier wow. um, and a little, little growlier. Okay. And so I think it was like their third album. Mm-hmm. They had Wynton Marcellus come on and play trumpet. Oh, that's dope. And, and so it was like this nice mesh. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been really smart. Um, All right, we're, we're, way, we're way off topic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is now yeah. a music podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, music. I mean, talk about music. Like music influences so much creativity, not just in. I mean, in the beer world, obviously, yeah. in our worlds, like, mm-hmm. I mean, you'll walk out here and you're going to see almost everybody wearing headphones or at least, like, jamming to Michael McDonald because I played that today. Absolutely. Oh, wow. Everyone yeah. listening to the crazy. I'm like, I love Michael McDonald. Yeah, Michael McDonald's a beast. I'm not Keep even. Keep forgetting. That's right. Oh. Well, now I'm pulling out the old shit, like Sweet Freedom that people don't remember, but they hear it and they're like, wait a second, where do I know that? It's like, oh, because you were listening to what your parents were walking you through the toy store the one day. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's true, that's true, that's true. It's nostalgic, but um, and I think beer has the same quality. It adds that, uh, you know, the flavor and taste is such a nostalgic yes, thing. Yes, sir, Speak. Sometimes bad, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it went a little too yeah, hard. You catch on, them at a good time. Yeah, <laughs> like Sam Adams' Oktoberfest. Can't get near it. I right. can't get near it. Reminds me of a really bad time. But um, I think it's amazing. I think that's something that, like, Brewers also want to have. I think that's almost like your your Super Bowl. Yeah, is like when you've affected people in that way. I know for me, like playing music, when I saw people singing our songs, our our, our originals. Yeah, I'm like, wow. I don't care if it ever get bigger. That was that. That's it right there. That's what I wanted to do. And so I think beer can and does do the same thing. Well, I think that you hit something with the the music. It's so important with beer. And there are a lot of collaborations. Uh, Dogfish does a lot of collaborations. Um, one of my favorite was. With Dell of Fucking Homo Sapiens, one of my favorite mm-hmm. rappers, and he did something uh, with Dogfish, and he uh, 
and uh, Deltron, mm-hmm. the whole thing they did with the Day of the Automator. Um, so it's it's really big, man. What's going on right now? Mm-hmm. Um, and and people breweries actually serenade their beer. They play music to it. Some yeah. people twenty four seven to while they're aging in barrels. It's yeah. really some crazy shit they're That's doing. That's like uh Use a Ghostbusters Davis. 2 stuff. Oh well I didn't you know what I didn't see I didn't see the that. second one? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They um cheers one more time. Yeah, sir. My last sip. <laughs> no, so um the, the the slime that was happening underneath the city uh-huh. of New York was um emotionally charged. Okay. So if you play like they played Jackie uh what you call um your love has taken me higher uh, and higher. And so, like, the, the slime made motion happen in inanimate objects based on the, the emotion I was having. That's really dope. Yeah. Oh, okay, I'll keep yeah. it. I'm so scared dumb. to watch part two. You know, my part two is so scary mad. there. Okay. My mom, well, I, she comes home, and I'm, it, it's either Ghostbusters is on, yeah. or, like, a Steven Seagal movie, or Van Damme. I watch the worst movies. Oh, right. <laughs> and so she walks in, she's like, are you watching Ghostbusters again? Like, <laughs> like I didn't program it, okay? Like, this is, this is television programming, mm. and it's a good movie. So whatever, yep. Yep. <laughs> um, but I guess uh, wrapping back up because we're we're coming up on that thirty minute that I promised my good people oh. that I would stay. Okay, at. damn, I'm enjoying this, but yeah, let's. No, we can still talk, but talk maybe I'll maybe I'll make them pay for it. Yeah, I'm just kidding, guys. Don't hang up. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, so when it comes to the craft beer world and uh, merging with social media, do you think it's a good idea to launch your your label and your look? If you're a new brewery, do you think it's smart to sort of leak out your look and stuff before suds are even made? Absolutely. Um, I don't know, but before they're made, if the, if they're already in motion and you know you're gonna have that beer out, that's mm-hmm. cool. Or else you're gonna be shitting trying to catch up mm-hmm. to the hype you created. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that the labels are cool. It gets people thirsty, mm-hmm. and it's very, very, very popular. Uh, some people leak the the what the label looks like. Even I do if I ask permission. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, can I want me to tell people? Yo, this is the new label about to come out. I love art. Oh, I know you so do because we do. took down all of our label art that was up on the wall today. I'm like, can't have it up there. He's gonna gonna take a picture. I know him. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not, my bad. No, He's some like, people kind of go that that hard. I don't. Yeah. man. I, I like to not be a dick in the industry. Yeah. And um, I, I do want to know if you do have some dope stuff and I can at least maybe talk about like mm-hmm. yo I just saw the label it's crazy mm-hmm. but I'm not one of those kind of people and there are people in the industry who do that who want to be the first Right. I don't do that I like to do it and present it in a way that makes everybody comfortable but I like to see shit before it comes out yeah. but nah a lot of people go out of their way to be the first to do it well the good thing is you don't. You, so I feel like the, the first is that's all they have mm-hmm. and, and this isn't me like kissing ass because you're here but I feel like you mm-hmm. don't need to be the first because your voice is going to be the one to listen to. Indifferent from everybody else's shit. And indif- yeah. different, like mm-hmm. a different take, but like, you know, who cares if, you know, Johnny Smith from X Magazine decides to write about this beer that's coming to town, or yeah. this new beer, like, when he hasn't done anything to build his name underneath it. Now right. he's just, he's reporting something. Yeah. And you're not a reporter. No, it's real, man. You know, it's very it's, real, and I think that trust is there. And one trend I don't want to happen in the beer scene, I appreciate you saying that, but yeah. one trend in the beer industry I don't want to see is us getting some pinky up wine kind of mm. snooty attitude type shit. Let's keep it real because one thing, the best thing I love about beer besides all the stuff we talked mm-hmm. about is the people who make it. Yeah. Down to earth, cool, and I say this all the time, the beer industry is about 99% dick free when it comes to people mm-hmm. who actually make it. Absolutely. They're very just chill and I've been welcomed with open arms worldwide and I love it and I don't. I want us to keep preserving the realness of the people behind it has to. I mean, yeah. it doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter like how much knowledge you have. Uh, 
staying humble and staying dig just it. be cool, man. Don't be yeah. a dick. Right. And I think I haven't come across it yet. Yeah. You know? I, I don't I, want it to happen. Yeah. I just it's something to avoid people. So I'm telling you, if you see something yeah. happening, see something, say something. <laughs> right, right. Put a foot on it. <laughs> no, you need to. I mean, because especially as money starts getting involved and you have people that want to ride this train and. You know, it, it's tough to not get a sour uh, taste in your mouth when some, like a place you respect that gets purchased by a big guy. The big guys are clamoring. Yeah. You know, so they're going to start buying up these um, craft breweries, and it's, it's tough to not be upset when it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, that happened recently around here, as we know. We, oh. don't, need, we don't need to call it out, but, yeah. um, you know, you know that things are going to change for that. And so I think for us, it's about maintaining our love of the truly local and the truly this is not even local, just regional. The cool yeah, guys that are right. like there, mm-hmm. you know, and present. Um, I think that's important. That that's the true meaning of social, right? Dig that's, it. <laughs> people always think social and they think media now, but it's right. like no social. The reason why it's called social media is because it basically took our our one on one interactions and tried to take it to digital. Yeah, you know. So the the principles of social still there. Like, don't be a dick. Don't right. be rude. Right. And, tell that to people on Facebook yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> or the comment section of a blog for that matter right um, they you know they turn into you know Hercules when they're behind their computer and they don't have to face someone but um, I think that's the most important thing to take away from at least this part of the podcast is you know when you're out there doing social media it's about being real it's not about being contrived yeah it's about having a conversation showing the face that you the old hat way of thinking is to put on a persona and control everything whereas I think social it's like no man just come as you are dig it and I think that's I mean that's my that's my thing at least with beer um final question desert island gun to head oh jeez last beer you drink what would it be oh gosh last beer terrible right it's a terrible question I want to be the last beer (laughs) well Well, last thing anything you drink wait where am I going to be very important desert desert island but it's whatever temperature you need it to be (laughs) oh word um it's going to be an IPA Uh um I'd be cool with a heady topper because I know if it breaks, I won't like, you know, it, there's no mm-hmm. breakage. Uh, it'll mm-hmm. be in a can, so it'll probably be heady topper. And it's so hard to get. Mm-hmm. You can only get it, you know, at a certain time at the brewery, and it's or they have like designated spots and mm-hmm. So I love that kind of thing to it, and uh, I'll, I'll roll with that. That'd yeah, be cool with me. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna spend a lot of money because you know <laughs> to kill you. So <laughs> they, they thought it was just going to be a gun to the head on a desert island. You're like, well, I'm going to need this specific <laughs> yeah. beer. Like, wait, wait, wait. Buy some time. Right. Like, no. Maybe you should have gone with the seasonal. <laughs> a year away. I'll give him more time, I think. That's I'm right. Try and find that bitch. Talk your way out of it. <laughs> yeah, there's um, some good stuff out there. I also like the uh, Creature Comforts Automatic. That was my favorite beer of the year. I don't know if I had the automatic. Fantastic. Yeah. Yes, and I, I'm a hophead, and it's a pale ale, but it was like, it was ridiculous. Might have to go. I mean, do they have it out still? Nah, or it, it's seasonal. Oh, seasonal. Yeah, it's out now, but. See, I'm, uh, I mean, I, I love, I love, one, I love their design work. Mm. Um, I hate Athena. Mm. Sorry, it's nothing personal. I just don't like the flavor. That's mm-hmm. all. It's citrus, and I can't get down with citrus. I just can't do it. Um, I've tried. Goza's not. Well, Athena's a little too sour for you, too tart. Yeah, sour, tart, citrusy. It's like, but like Tropical, you're cool with, right? Love. That's my hands down my favorite. I could I could drink that in in winter, summer, fall, no matter what, crying, laughing, you anything. Yeah, Stone and Joy by is good. You know, I look for what is it? Stone and Joy by, but there's a lot more experimental stuff with it. Yeah, I think they're Uh, trying to spread their wings. uh, No pun intended with the whole gargoyle thing but I think they're trying to spread I like their that. that was good and, man um, yeah, that was and good. fly a little bit um, pineapple sculpin is good I mean well, um, they just I mean grapefruit sculpin 
They just opened up their, uh, what you call it, over, what is it, Amsterdam? Or? Yeah. Billion dollars will help you open anywhere you fucking want. You got that? Can I borrow it? <laughs> <laughs> let me hold. Yeah, let, let me hold. Let me get that billion real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I have an idea. Um, yeah. All right, let's wrap this up. So... Mm-hmm. Where, I mean, as if people don't know, but where do people find you? Social handles, website, I appreciate that, man. Uh, Social media, I love doing it. Twitter is Ale Sharpton, straight up, Mm -hmm. A-L-E Sharpton. Um, Instagram is my favorite thing I love doing, shooting Mm -hmm. pictures and talking about it with a little commentary. Instagram is real, Ale Sharpton. Um, Please check me out. I review cars as well. That's under Dennis. Mm -hmm. And uh, just a lot of fun things, man. my, My Instagram tells a lot about me. That's awesome. Yeah, my website, alesharpton.com. Alesharpton.com. And I'm going to see if I can squeeze some uh, articles out of him for uh, gritsandgrids.com. We'll see. Absolutely. Um, Bribe him in uh, beer. But uh, we'll go from there, guys. (laughs) Yeah, you something else. My house is full of beer. (laughs) I'm going to try to get beer you can't get. I don't know what it is yet. We'll do a logo together or something. That's right. I I got you, man. We'll do something fun. Hell yeah. All right, everyone, man. Thanks for listening so much to uh, our yammering. Uh, Hopefully you gleaned some good information out of it. you know, we'll, we'll have some follow-ups and we'll do some fun things um, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. This is fun, y'all. Have a sip. Absolutely.